Hello, everyone. Welcome to Not Your Father's Movies. I'm Vito. I'm Mike. And I am Jesse, and we are the dad fathers coming at you with some fragile dad and <laughs> Fragile <Fragile-y> Italian. <laughs> <laughs> look, look, it's spelled just like escape. Escape. Uh, we're not doing Finding Nemo this evening. In fact, uh, we'd like to say uh, Merry Christmas, Happy Holidays to all of you who are listening to us right now. This is our special Christmas holiday episode of Not Your Father's Movies. Uh, we're doing a Christmas story this year. Uh, it's pretty exciting. I know that Jesse and Mike, you guys love this one, right? Oh yeah, I'm pumped. I am pumped for this. <laughs> I mean, this is this is a moment I've always waited for. I didn't know. <laughs> Just couldn't wait till someone would pay me to talk about a Christmas story. I mean, no one's paying me for it, but here I am talking about it. So <laughs> well, you record it, and then a bunch of people are going to hear what you have to say, and, and they can't respond amazing. in real time. It's amazing. It's it's a dream come true. Dream come Shut true. up and listen to what we have to say. Um, <laughs> but we're here because uh, last Christmas. There was a lot of discussion back and forth. We eventually ruled on that we would do Home Alone. So please listen back to our last Christmas episode for Home Alone. But this one was neck and neck. It was Home Alone and a Christmas story. And Home Alone just edged it out at the final second because uh, I haven't seen a Christmas story. Hadn't. Had not. Hadn't. Had not. Have not. Still haven't seen it. Doing the episode (laughs) anyway. Uh, No, no, but I have finally seen it this year. and, And I'm really excited to talk to you guys about it. Um, maybe as a first order of business here, though, this movie is obviously so important to both of you growing up. Um, Jesse, would you like to tell us some of your nostalgia for A Christmas Story? Yeah, uh, lots of nostalgia here. I mean, I, I watched this since I was like fairly young. I mean, I don't know if, if you guys had this experience, but like this, we didn't ever own this movie, right? It was either rented or more reliably, it would be on TBS for like a week straight. Yeah. Yep. There were some days where they played nothing but a Christmas story. Wow. Uh, to the point where we got sick of this movie and we wouldn't watch it some years just because it's just like this is <laughs> taking a break. We we've seen too we've seen this too many times. It's everywhere and we just like, you know, you know how you get how you see a movie too much, you're like, that's it. Yeah. Like it's on billboards now. It's old. Like who wants to watch this movie again? Um, but yeah, there were like a few Christmas staples that we had or that I watched regularly, like a Santa Claus home alone elf. What's another one? Uh, Oh, like as I got older, um, national lampoons, Christmas vacation. Sure. Mm. Did you say it's a wonderful life? No. <laughs> Whoa. Was that on like, purpose? <laughs> I I like It's a Wonderful Life, but like that was not a staple in my house for some Weird. reason. Like we watched it like every few years. Okay. Yeah. And I knew it. I liked it. I still like it. But like, yeah, it was uh Yeah, we watched comedies. I'm just like I'm just like, I'm just like, it was like Christmas silence. comedies. I'm just I'm yeah. sitting here going like what? <laughs> But it's amazing, like uh, what a what a window into a different uh, childhood than I had. <laughs> yeah, no, we like uh, we've always liked comedies, especially like Christmas. Christmas and comedies always went hand in hand. I mean, nobody ever wanted to watch like a serious movie, a serious Christmas movie. Even like, oh, I guess one would be like, um, what's the Ebenezer Scrooge one? That one, Scrooge. We'd watch. No, a, no, a Christmas, the, there's like the, the real one, the, the real, real one. one. Yeah, a Christmas, Christmas Carol. Carol. Wait, or the Muppets Christmas Carol. I watched that regularly throughout the year. That was not even a Christmas <laughs> movie. That was just a damn good movie. Nice. <laughs> um, but anyway, so there were like lots of movies, but I was always like drawn to this one in particular because 
it's the only one where like I related like hardcore to Ralphie. Mm-hmm. Like all the other ones, like there's Kevin, you know, like I guess the closest one is Home Alone with Kevin. And it's like I sort sort of relate to him, but his whole situation is so bizarre. Sure. Like he's he's family is going to France for Christmas. Like who does that? You assholes. Um, and uh, like, but I, this just like little family and this kid who's really excited for Christmas, who fantasizes about like revenge that he's you know, on his parents. Cause you know, he's going to go blind and that sort of stuff. Yeah. I did some stuff like that as a kid, like almost <laughs> regularly. <laughs> so like, I find a lot of, uh, a lot of myself and Ralphie, even though this is, you know, 1940 in a childhood I never really had. And because I never even had a white Christmas or anything like that, I just like it for the the Ralphie. And then, of course, all of these lines have been, like, embedded in my family. Like, my brother used to go around saying, not a finger. <laughs> <laughs> like, if he didn't want us to touch something. Um, or, yeah. Uh, or fragile. Like, anytime I've moved anywhere and I'm carrying boxes... That is going to be on mine and probably uh, and other people around me lips. Like we're, we're always saying that with every single box. It's really irritating. I think that's a dad staple at this point, right? Yeah. Uh, I knew that joke, but I knew it from somewhere else, um, somewhere more recent. Like I don't know if that was like I think I heard that from at work at one of my workplaces at Frigile. one point, where someone yeah. said "frigile" must be French. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and I just I thought that that guy was really funny. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Everything is a reference, I suppose. Oh, that's hilarious. That's great. That was really I mean, that is a great joke. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, this is state of my life, and it's constantly been in my life. And yeah, I love this movie. Wow. Uh, awesome. uh, Mike. Are you exactly the same way? You know, I actually didn't see this until I was in like my late teens, I guess. Um, we, My mom had kind of forgotten about it, and then someone invited us invited us over to watch a Christmas story. Mom was like, Oh yeah, that's a great movie. You guys have seen that, right? Like, what is a Christmas story? We have no idea what this is. And she's like, Oh, well, you know, it's like about a kid or whatever. And and most of, for us, the Christmas movies that we watched growing up were primarily serious or musicals. Yeah. If Mm. not serious musicals. Same childhood. Yeah. 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 Same childhood. (laughs) Um, wonderful life was a staple, uh, white Christmas. Um, you know, I kind of hate Meet Me in St. Louis. Oh, that's a bummer. Yeah. Um, but uh, but it was there as a staple sure. of my childhood. I mean, Meet Me in St. Louis. She'll be waiting there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, like, my mom was like, I don't know why we, she thought that we had seen this. Um, and I, but so we, we go over it and I'm like, oh, this is going to be like a really serious movie because the people who were invited to the silver were people I considered very serious people mm-hmm. at 16 years old or something. <laughs> And it was just, it just knocked my socks off. It was hilarious. Um, And I felt like the movie itself is an experience of nostalgia uh, as a 16 year old or as a 30 year old where you're like, I remember being like this, you know, at 16, half a lifetime ago Mm -hmm. when I was eight, Mm -hmm. you know, or when I was six Mm -hmm. or something. And uh, yeah, it's just, I mean, since then we've watched it every year. It's a staple um, in our household. I love it. I, it was so much fun to sit down and watch it again uh, with my wife. My wife hadn't seen it since she was a teenager, at which point she had hated it. Interesting. Um, Too flippant? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I think that she was very serious as a teenager. Oh, um, makes sense. Yeah. We didn't know each other then, which was probably good for both of us. And uh, she loved it, too. She was laughing her 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 head off and 
it was great. It was a fun, fun Dude, family that, time. That's cool because last year I, I think it was last year that I showed it to my wife and my mother in law at the same time for their first time. Oh wow! They watched "It's a Wonderful Life" like exclusively yeah. every year. Apparently, <laughs> yeah. Um, I understand. I understand so, the purity of that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no. To, to exclude all others, including Christmas Story, that I don't understand. <laughs> there is a shrine to that, Frank sir. Capra and Jimmy Stewart in this house. <laughs> uh, did they, did they like dude, it? Yeah, I, they loved it. They loved it. Like Liz was like, I can't believe I've never seen that. I think she had gone out and got me like a Christmas Story sweater after seeing that oh, too. Wow. Like, That's awesome. Yeah, I think this is going to be a staple in my house from now on. Good job. So Good job. Yeah, Bring, bringing cool. those childhood traditions yeah. to bear. That's great. That's right. And the mother-in-law liked it. So like, it's a win-win. It a it's a win-win-win. Yeah. yeah. That win-win-win-win. Four wins. Please be unheard of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you turn the poster into a shirt. That way you can see it whenever you look at Oscar, and he never has to see it. <laughs> Oh, when are we going to do that? That'll be someday. Um, I guess uh, I, I I was in a similar position as Liz. Uh, I had never seen this movie. Uh, and last year when it was pitched, I didn't even know that there was such a hardcore fan base, I guess, amongst people that I knew because I never heard. I'd always heard the one joke that I knew was from a Christmas story about uh, the little boy who can't put his arms down and falls in the snow. Because yeah. every time a little kid dresses up in a lot of stuff, everyone's like, oh, it's just like in a Christmas story. So I knew that scene was in the movie. But I just, I never... I never got around to it, I guess. I, I don't know. We, we did It's a Wonderful Life. Um, when I got older, there was some elf watching. But really, or w- what we mostly did, though, was uh, Bells of St. Mary and Going My Way. Those were really oh. big Christmas movies for us. Huh. Um, Ooh, ben Crosby. Going My Way. I I, those Christmas movies. Yeah, because Bells of St. Mary is a sequel to Going My Way. Um, and I think Going My it Way is? actually won Best Picture. Yeah. Huh. Same main character. I'd... Ben Crosby is the young priest. I, I did not have enough to put enough mind to put together that fact when I was a the, kid. It's, I mean, it's like the <laughs> loosest sequel you can imagine. Because okay. going my way is like barely a movie anyway. Yeah. Uh, very famous, like right up on that and how like every day was a new day and they'd have to write the, the scenes before <laughs> they did them. Um, and it won Best Picture, which is crazy. But like that was, that was sort of my experience. Old, old Hollywood with some new stuff like Home Alone that was in there. And like Home Alone is, is and I think forever will be my number one Christmas movie. And right behind that is probably It's a Wonderful Life. Um, so this one never, never gave it a chance. Um, and I did watch it and and I liked it. I did like it. I I think I might be too old. Oh, I think yeah. I might be too old for my first time. Yeah. Cause I did not love it. I, I had a good time. I liked the how the loose like vignette structure. Mm-hmm. I liked how it, it moves kind of like your memory of your childhood does. Yeah. Like and then there was that yeah. one time that that thing happened. I'm like, yeah, that's kind of how I remember stuff too. Yeah. I thought it was bizarre. Like I was, I was mostly just shocked at how weird of a movie this was. Yeah, it's, it's not it's pretty like bonkers. Lack of plot. Yeah, so there's there's a lack of a like, there's one singular thrust that that they hang the movie on, right? Which is that he wants the BB gun. Yeah, um, and that's and that's enough for a movie. Like, but I was just surprised at the various tangents that it took on the way to getting the bb gun they're not all necessary they're not even all related but it's like oh and then when i was growing up there was this other weird thing that was going on you know (laughs) my dad got this lamp (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> what? <laughs> what are we doing? <laughs> Why is the lamp important? <laughs> like, like the movie is like weirdly what, horny yeah. sometimes. <laughs> like why is this prison like, so horny? But that's why I was pulled away uh, from the I, thrill of electric yeah. sex. Electric sex. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. I, I think that's why that scene is so amazing. It's because it comes out of nowhere. Like, he's talking about receiving a bowling alley in his house. And sure enough, a leg pops up. He's like, it's a leg! But what is it? It's a statue! This is a major award! It's a major award! I was really laughing, though, watching the little boy, like, keep trying to touch the leg. And the mom is like, stop it! Get away from the leg! This is horrible! And then he puts it in the front window, and then he's going out there... I was laughing because it was funny, but I was also just laughing, like, with incredulity. Like, this movie, like, frequently moves into the fantastical uh, without any warning at all. Like, all of a sudden, we're having a little shootout scene. Um, But I I guess I was just very unmoored when I was watching it. I I, I had no idea what to expect when I saw the movie. And so I was just seeing it as a 28-year-old man with two children being like, all right, I'm watching this alone (laughs) on, like, a a, a Wednesday night. Um, It was something. It really was something. Yeah. It did win me over in the end. I was definitely out on it about halfway through. Yeah. It really brought me back, though, with uh, with what I, I maybe I just finally sunk into the rhythm of the movie. Yeah. Uh, when when I think it was the moment was when he said, and the now the old man, now he was a turkey fiend. <laughs> I don't know what it was about that line, but I was like, I think I get this movie now. I think I'm it. And of course, that's the final scene, but it's like great because the dogs are rushing in and everything's like going yeah. to chaos. Uh, I don't know what it was, but that's when I got into lockstep with the movie, and I and I liked it. I liked it from then on. Um, so no nostalgia, yeah. but I, I it was it was something else. Did it bring up some nostalgia for you? Like, did you uh, were you like, oh yeah, I remember being a kid and this happening or that thing happening? There was like the kid who licked the pole, or yeah, I don't know. which which I mean, I understand maybe now where the scene from Dumb and Dumber came from. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but I definitely had Dumb and Dumber in my head when I when I saw that. And I, I liked how all of his little friends like deserted him. Um, <laughs> yeah. It brought That's up a lot it did bring friend. up a lot of stuff, like stuff that I remembered. Uh and I think we'll get into that in this episode. Yeah, I, yeah. I think um I think I might just want to say as far as when slash if I would show this to my kids, um I am not totally sold on my kids needing to see this. Again, because I didn't have that deep nostalgia. And I actually, you know, the, uh, my daughter still hasn't seen Home Alone, for example. Yeah. And hasn't mm. still seen, um, sorry, still hasn't seen It's a Wonderful Life. Like, there's some bigger Christmas movies that mean a lot more to me. But I could see doing this if we get tired of those, which will happen. Um, I could see this being like a fun back pocket Christmas movie. Um, my wife hasn't seen it. And I think that she might get a kick out of some scenes. So, yeah, I'm a little bit more lukewarm, but I'm definitely not negative. Definitely yeah. not negative. I just, yeah. the, the, the nostalgia is not strong with me uh, on this one. I noticed conspicuously, Jesse, that when you said you showed it to Liz and your mother-in-law, you did not say you showed it to your kids. Yeah, I don't think I did then, but they have seen half of it as of today. Oh, all right. The second yeah. half? I've, yeah, the second half. I just I just went all in. Because like I, I just watched half of it by myself. And... Thing thing is, like, I don't think this movie's made to be watched like by yourself. Sure, I think I think you should be watching this with other people because, like, I was watching it by myself and I was like kind of chuckling. I was just like, oh man, I kind of wish like Liz could see this part with me or like you know my kids could like experience this part with them. Like, I think that's 
part of the beauty of this movie is like it appeals to such a wide range of ages, like from the very young to the very old, because it's reminiscing about the past. Or in my kid's case, they got really sucked in to like this kid just wanting to ask Santa Claus for a toy that that he wanted. That scene is horrifying. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. They were they were so weirded out and it's such a bizarre scene. From from the The perspective of the kids. And the elves seem like they're out of this world. Like, you know, when when he's like when the male elf is saying like really mean things, he's like little bobs going up and down (laughs) at the same time. It feels like it should be out of the Grinch. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, it's so otherworldly that it just, like, captured their attention immediately, and then there's a whole Christmas Day scene, and that's, they're familiar with that, and they love that. Yeah, so, like, I, um, so I have shown this to my kids. I intend to bring this um, with my family to the future, yeah, because I think this is a great get-together, everybody just watch this and enjoy it kind of movie. Nice. Hmm. I think it's a strong argument, actually, against hmm. um, the lonely podcast host watching a movie late at night. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I did this for my film podcast. We're talking about the we talk film, about a Christmas story. Films. <laughs> Fear today. <laughs> <Le> Noel story. <laughs> I think. I think I could safely say this is not a film. <laughs> this is a movie. This is a movie. This is a fun-ass movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. How about you, Mike? Did you show this to your kids? I did not show it to my kids yet. No. Um. I don't. I don't know when I'm going to show it to them. Because, like, I saw it when I was a teenager. You were like, um, what are you like, seventeen? I was like sixteen, seventeen years old. And I'm amazed so, that you were not jaded at that point, and you could like accept this. It was this hilarious. Thing. It's hilarious. It is hilarious. I guess this is a screwball comedy. Oh, yeah. Like, this is a screwball yeah. comedy. Oh, oh, past you know? guest yeah. Isaac. If this is not a screwball comedy, uh, just get in our DMs, all yeah. right? <laughs> we can have it out there. But yeah. I think all of us are saying it's pretty dang screwy. Yeah, I mean, like, it's all over the place. It's hilarious. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I guess there's some there's some things in it that I wonder. I mean, like, the scene with the with the uh the like the nuts from the um from the car when he gets the flat tires yeah oh fudge (laughs) but i didn't say fudge (laughs) was it the f blank 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 the f dash 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 that's right um when i was really young i was very (laughs) that's just like but he said fudge he's saying he didn't say fudge what did he say? <laughs> can, can I can I actually is fudge a bad word? Can I actually tell a story about that? Yeah, because I, had, I yeah. had a very similar experience. So I was actually, <laughs> I think I was actually sixteen, um, and my dad, I had this iPod that I loved. It was an iPod. It was like a hundred and twenty eight gig classic. Yeah, beautiful, like chunky iPod. Oh yeah, and it held everything, you and it like, had so you, much more room. You could like build a build a house with. Oh yeah, I've dro- I used to drop the thing all the time. It didn't yeah. matter. The thing kept trucking. Yeah. Meanwhile, like I accidentally like tapped my iPod Shuffle the touchscreen in like 2013 on the side of a desk once, and it never worked again. Um, but I had this beautiful iPod, and what my dad would do because I love this thing; it's my most treasured possession. Is he would like to hide it because he was a jerk sometimes. And he would hide it and he wouldn't tell me where it was. And I would go out of my mind trying to find it. He wouldn't tell me he hid it. He would wait until I came to him to ask. And so sometimes days would go by where I just thought I like misplaced it. But he was just doing it to to screw with me. 
Um, I don't know why he really thought that was funny. But this one day I just what? had it. I just had it. I couldn't find my iPod. I had to do a ton of stuff, a lot of chores and some schoolwork. And I was like, I was so angry. And I'm calling his work phone. And it's getting close to the time he's supposed to be home. But I call his work phone. He doesn't pick up. I hang up the phone. I'm standing. I remember vividly. I'm standing in the bathroom with the cordless phone. And I just said, answer the phone. And he pokes his head around the corner and he goes, Oh, I heard what you said. He's like, you're in so much trouble when your mom hears what you said. And I said, no, don't tell her. Just where's my iPod? He goes, I didn't hide it this time. You're in so much trouble. And he sent me to my room. And I had to go to my room and late he brought my mom up to my room and he comes in and he's like giggling and he's like, you tell her what you said and why? And I had to tell her the story and I told her what I said, said it. And then I said the F word. He goes, no, no, no. What'd you say? I said, I said, <laughs> my mom said, <gasps> <laughs> <laughs> and she went, I'm 16 years old. I, she went, she got my toothbrush. She squirted out the hand soap in the bathroom onto the toothbrush as if it was legit ass toothpaste. And she made me brush my teeth with hand soap. And it was one of the most humiliating moments of my life. And all because I couldn't remember where I actually put my iPod. He didn't hide it that time. I just misplaced it. Oh, wow. That's incredible. Yeah. Wow. That is amazing. And I, that was the last time I got my mouth washed out with soap. But when he was talking about the different kinds of soap, he was entirely right. Because I've had my mouth washed out with Dawn before. That is the worst. You do not want your mouth washed out with Dawn. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> oh, dude. All right. So my kids saw that soap scene. And what's funny is I, I, as a parent, have completely forgotten about soap as a possible punishment. Because it's kids. barbaric. <laughs> It is sort of barbaric, but also we're having issues right now. My kids play the penis game regularly. <laughs> and I I can't have this happen. And it's just like what 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 do I do? Like what's you know, what's an appropriate punishment? I can't how do you control a kid's speech? You can't, but they saw this soapsie. <laughs> and they got so horrified. So finally tonight, like, you know, they're taking baths and baths are the worst time for for them just like blurting out every word that they know sure. about their bodies. <laughs> so it's just like if I hear one more word like that, I'm going to get the soap. Nice. And because they had seen that scene in the Christmas story, they're like, mm. they just shut up immediately. And my son even said, Pee! and then he like turned and looked at me. It's like, I didn't say it. It's like, no, you didn't. You're good. You're good. Everything's good. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't, I don't know what to say other than I'm happy now that my kids watch a Christmas story and understand the soap concept. Very smart. See, now you're making a compelling yeah. argument because I, I was going to say, like, I don't know, that puts, like, they don't know anything about an F word yet. Mm -hmm. Hopefully. They might have heard me say they it. They might have heard me say it. Um, you know, I, I feel I feel very akin to the father in some in some situations here. You know, like fixing things tends to be My father was an artist with words. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess where he heard that word. From his father. <laughs> yeah, no. Everyone knows, everyone knows that oh, that old, the old man is like the dirtiest mouth. Yeah. yeah. Uh, no, from your son. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what I do, Bob? What I do? Okay, this episode is going to devolve into us just like shouting quotes from the movie at each other. 
I've never heard an episode on yeah. Christmas Story, but I feel like they must all go that way. Yeah. They must. So I, I think they have to. But I'm sorry, we keep interrupting. Get, get, uh, get your point. Uh, Finish your I, point. No, I'm just fine. I'm just going to put ideas about things that they can do that, is, uh, that are naughty into, like, you know, like saying words that begin with F. And, um, uh, I don't know, beating up kids or, or licking poles when it's cold. I don't know. It's, it's like, I feel like there's dangerous territory that this goes into. But it sounds like, from your kid's perspective, it's actually working to the benefit where where they're like, oh, wait, no, if I do that, then I get in trouble. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know. I don't know. Yes, Wayne so far. Um, also, like, I, I'm trying to remember how I viewed, like, the bully scene. But I remember distinctly thinking, oh, I'm so happy he's hitting the bully. And then there was, like, a switch moment where it's like, oh. He's hitting the bully too much. Yeah. This is kind of sad. And I don't know how to feel about this because I relate to this kid. Oh, he's doing something bad that I should not do. Like there was that. Like that was my six year old Jesse self. I I was really reminded Uh, of that. That scene in the office where um, they tell Michael that he's got to lean into the joke against himself. Right. So he starts making fun of himself. But then he goes really, really deep into some really personal stuff. And then he, just, he interrupts himself and goes, too far! Too far! <laughs> That's kind of how I felt watching him hit the kid. I was like, uh-huh, uh-huh. Ooh. 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 Too far! Mm. Yeah. 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 Oh, man. Um, okay, yeah. we should get into favorites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, real quick, yeah. talking about some of the casting groups. I yes. think this casting yeah. group is really interesting. Yeah, it is. Um, so this is directed by Bob Clark, who you actually might know as the director of Porky's. And Porky's 2, you know, the 80s sex comedies? <laughs> Porky's and Porky's 2. Um, so that's hard. Okay. Number yeah. one. But number two, he's also the director of Black Christmas. Which Tell is, us about Black Christmas, Vito, because you were telling me yeah. earlier. So and... people say that Halloween is the first slasher, which is which very well might be. But Black Christmas actually comes first. And it does a lot of the same stuff as Halloween, but it's much dirtier. It's, it's actually like, it's still feels transgressive to watch. I actually just watched it um, back in October for the first time because I was just catching up on some historical uh, uh, horror films because I'm a sociopath. And I watched this movie and it's about um, a phantom uh, obscene caller who keeps terrorizing a sorority house. Um, And it's gross. And the kills are nasty and mean. Uh, and it, a lot of it, it does that that first person perspective of the you know the guy like lurking outside the windows um, that was really new and really inventive and and frankly quite unsettling even today. And I think it's so strange that that director who could pull off teen sex comedy and you know college first slasher film like the really the uh, yeah. thing that pushed a genre forward could also do a beautiful, cute little nostalgic Christmas movie. Yeah. And then later on, go do Baby Geniuses. <laughs> I don't know who this man Bob Clark is, but he's, a, he's one of the strangest careers I've ever seen. He's a weird dude. Yeah. He's a strange fella. So that's that's our director. I don't really know what to do with that, with that information, but I've also seen way too much of this guy's work, and I, I was shocked that his name came up. Um, <laughs> but to shout out the uh, little boy here, Peter Billingsley, He's also been in uh, Elf, Zathura, Iron Man, and Spider-Man Far From Home. He was um, a producer, at least on Iron Man. He, uh, he's, a, he's a producer on that. He also has a small role that he reprises in uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. Huh. Okay. Some guy named William Who does Givens. he reprise? 
I don't remember this character at all. No, I can't remember. I'm not that big. Well, I think Marvel I think, universe to know. I think with the role that he reprises, though, because remember in Spider-Man: Far From Home, there's the bit because Mysterio turns out to be spoilers for Spider-Man: Far From Home. Turns out to be a former employee of Stark Industries, and then it does that quick scene where it flashes back to all the people that worked for Stark Industries. I think he's probably in that. Um, I don't even know if he showed up. That's a big spoiler to figure out that Mysterio is actually the bad character. Well, no, that he knew Tony Stark was back, but <laughs> I don't kidding, know. Yeah. Who gives a shit? Um, <laughs> I'm trying to be nice. Uh, he's also director of Couples Retreat, though, starring John Favreau and like Vince Vaughn and all these guys. Yeah. So like he knows Favreau. Yeah. They're buddies, I guess. Yeah. Uh, he, he really hasn't been in much other after this, right? Like, uh, except like for the stuff years. I mentioned. Well, except for the stuff you mentioned, but all of that's like years later, isn't it? It is. It is. Well, like, because so Elf, right? It's Favreau. Zethura, that's Favreau. Iron Man, okay. that's Favreau. Couples Retreat stars Favreau. Yeah. So he's he obviously his buddies. And then he's a he's a producer on F is for Family, the, the Bill yeah, Burton yeah. animated Netflix show. Yeah. Like, is this a weird this is a weird career for this fella? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. this cute little boy. Uh, but he's in a ton of TV shows. He's in stuff like Punky Brewster. Um, he's in, uh, some CBS school stuff. He's in, um, he's in a ton of stuff, but not anything big. Finally, I have Melinda Dillon from Slapshot, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, Harry and the Hendersons, Magnolia, and Rain Over Me. Magnolia? Yeah. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. I don't, I didn't recognize her. Yeah. I pulled all these credits up. I've seen all these movies and I did not recognize her. Like maybe Harry and the Hendersons, I could have, but I think I saw that when I was a kid. But she looks so average. And this, like, she just looks like just like a normal, great suburban Midwest yeah. mom. Yeah, it's so hard to distinguish her from. I don't know. In, in your mind, it's hard to distinguish her as like a, a real person yeah. or a character with looks. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I just so it makes sense that you wouldn't recognize her because she got lost in the suburban mama. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I, yeah, I'm still like that's even if your only credits are Christmas Story, Slapshot, Close Encounters, Harry and the Hendersons, Magnolia, and Rain Over Me. That's a great career. Oh yeah, that's a great career. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, and then finally, Darren McGavin. I know Darren McGavin is famous. I have looked through his filmography. It is long, but maybe he's best known for being in Billy Madison. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, well, I remember him for Billy Madison. <laughs> <laughs> but then he's also like in Airport 77, which I know is an important movie. Um, but yeah, these, these all just seem like just working actors just being in Hollywood. He's also in like a couple episodes of Gunsmoke. I mean, who wasn't? I know, right? Right, yeah. Um, but ton of stuff. Mannix. Uh, actually a huge, huge TV career. Um, so yeah, shout out Darren McGavin. That's kind of all I had for, for cast and crew for this. Um, yeah, just, just a nice movie yeah. made by people just working their jobs. Maybe the reason that Bob Clark could do these different kinds of movies is because he's like, I don't know, I'll direct that. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Who cares? Got a script. Yeah. I think part of the beauty of this movie too, is that like, it's not like personally, I don't know any of these people from anything else. I just know them from a Christmas story. Sure. And that's it. Yeah. And like, I, I like the fact that it's not a big star that I can carry baggage with from some somewhere else, because part of this movie is that like you kind of dump your own childhood somewhere in there or you find it amidst like amidst something. And I think you can only do that with like more like nameless or people that don't have big names to you. Yeah. Yeah. At least that's what I avatars. Um, yeah. People you can basically place yeah. yourself in. And, and speaking of that, like, um, maybe getting into some of our favorite scenes. Like, I think my favorite scene is, is the one I already mentioned. It's the final scene, um, which is sad because that's where I really felt like I got the movie. Uh, 
But I really enjoyed that scene. I, I love the chaos of it. I love when comedies get really chaotic. Yeah. And when there's like a lot of spinning plates. It's like sitting there like reading the reading the newspaper and the dogs come by. Like, what's, what's going on? Yeah. And he puts it up. Dogs go by again. What's going on? <laughs> like, I should be more concerned about this. Give it a second. You know, because <laughs> I've done that as a parent too. Like something crazy happens. Like I'm not going to react. Let's give that one a second. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, that's a huge deal. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I should react. I am the only one who can react. <laughs> and so between like Ralph finally gets his BB gun, right? And then he makes up the whole story about the icicle coming down and <laughs> knocking his glasses off like, and breaking them. I shot my eye out. <laughs> uh, and then coming back in and the turkey and the dogs eat it. Um, I love that whole scene in the house. Um, that was really, that I, I genuinely laughed at that alone by myself. I really enjoyed that. Um what, what what are you guys? Can you guys even pick a favorite scene? Also, also my favorite my favorite quote is is that scene after the dogs eat it, the dad rushes outside and just yells, "Sons of bitches, bitches!" <laughs> it's, it's like the loudest, most obnoxious like yell and scream and curse you've ever heard in a film before. And also, like, yes, I feel that frustration. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I love that. It's really funny. Yeah, yeah that is a that's a wonderful scene. I've always loved that scene. Uh, um, I I do. I think my favorite my favorite scene is almost like a, a nostalgic one. Is uh, it's after he he beats up the bully, and he goes home and he has to like calm down because he's like so shaken up, and then. He's like, he's worried about dad coming home. <laughs> he's like, oh, the sky is purple outside. Dad's coming home any second. Yeah. And like, that has happened to me where it's just like, oh, man, mom's going to tell dad something terrible that I did. I don't know how dad's going to react. Uh, in fact, there's like this one very particular moment I had. It, it worked out different where I like, I, I had thrown up in my dad's truck. Oh, oh. <laughs> like, why would you do that? Unexpectedly. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Obviously, it wasn't intentional or anything, but like, it was my dad's truck. My dad loved his truck. Yeah, right. And like, I wasn't particularly sick. I just vomited. I didn't tell anybody. I was like, kid feeling woozy. It just, <laughs> just happened. I was sitting like it was a Ford F one fifty, and there are these like dumb little tiny fold out seats. Oh yeah, that I was oh, sitting yeah. In the back, yeah. I was sitting in one of those, just spewed out. <laughs> It was awful. It smelled horrendous. Um, and I was like so nervous to tell my dad that I had thrown up in his truck. So like I think I'd gotten like one of my siblings to come out with me and he was like sitting around watching TV and it's like they're like, Dad, Jesse threw up in your truck. And I was like, Yeah, Dad, I threw up in your truck. He's just or no, we didn't say the truck. I just said, Dad, uh, Jesse threw up in the car. He's like, Oh, okay. And then my sibling was like, Oh, I thought dad would take it a lot worse that he, Jesse threw up in the truck. He's like, wait, Jesse threw up in my truck. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he was totally fine. He was like, he was obviously kind of like frustrated and annoyed, but it was, it was totally fine. And I love that this scene because it ends up happening that way. Like it's basically fine. Yeah. yeah. Right. They, but they, they're talking about, like, Dad's going to kill Ralph. <laughs> and, like, he's crying under the sink. Yeah. Just like, yeah. Do you want to come no. out? No. Do you want some milk? Yeah. yeah. 
And then when dinner's ready, she like knocks on the cupboard and he like silently comes out. And if you look at the dad's yes, face, he just like, I was staring at the, dad. the dad's just like, rolls dad's like, what? <laughs> what okay. is going what? on? Right. Like, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it would take so much energy yeah. for me to ask about that. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is working. And then Ralphie comes out. And then they, then uh, the mom and the dad have this great exchange where he's just like, what happened today? Like, well, Ralphie got in a fight. And then he looks like very intentionally says, what kind of a fight? And she's just like, oh, you know how boys are. And then she changes the subject. To and sports. Obviously, yeah. To sports. But the dad gives a look. And the look is like, very obviously, I know that this is a conversation that we're going to have later. But yeah, I get it. I'm going to switch to sports right now. And he gives her like this, like three second pause. And it's like, Oh yeah. And then they start immediately laughing with each other. Right. Yeah. 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 I, I love that interaction. That is a very like parental interaction that I've had already. Like many times, like, Oh, did you like, there's always that question in your eyes. Like, did you deal with this? Did you deal with this problem? What's the, what's the, what's the follow up? You got it. All right. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I really like that. Oh, man, there's so much. I, I relate to this kid a lot. Um, I don't know about you guys, but I definitely like. I mean, I was kind of like that when I, I I had like as a kid, I was I, I got angry um, mm-hmm. uh, generally when there was some sort of injustice and I couldn't figure out my way out of the mess. And, and you know, I, I, I was chubby, so I got bullied a good bit. I, I remember one time like kind of losing it uh, with a kid too. Um, and so like when I saw this, when I was 16, I was like, holy shit, like that's a very familiar scene here where he just sort of goes red um, and beats up the bully. And it's like, he goes too far with that, um, which, which was wild. So I like, and the way his imagination goes when he's like handing in his, uh, his essay to the teacher. Um, and he's just like, like, oh, it's going to be the most amazing, like, A plus, yeah, plus, yeah, plus, and then plus, it doesn't, plus. like, the world doesn't meet his expectations or, like, his imaginations yeah. about things, and it's just, he gets crestfallen. Yeah. I, it, it's it's hard to pick out. It's like the kid version of that scene from 500 Days of Summer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, Dude, can I, can I just say that, like, there was one scene in there where I was just like, oh my goodness, that almost sounds like a little mic. <laughs> <laughs> it really funny. It's when, uh, it's when they're standing in line for Santa, and then the witch randomly comes up to Ralphie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Ralphie's just like, "Leave me alone." I'm uh, 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 I'm thinking. I'm thinking. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Yeah. This is a weird kid in line. He's just like, mm. <laughs> it's like, ah, yes, nice, very good. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so I don't know. Like picking out a best scene is like, what's my favorite part of being me? Mm-hmm. Um, none of these <laughs> things. No. Um, <laughs> uh, I, I think that, I think it's gotta be the scene with the, um, with the, uh, at the car when they're changing the tire. Um, oh, yeah. that is yeah. just great. And it's fun. Cause I actually haven't watched it for a few years. Um, since we pretty much since we started having kids. Um, and so I'm seeing a lot more. Uh, of that I guess of the parents in this like of how so like uh, with he go like they're sitting in the car they, they get a flat tire and I was like oh my my old man was you know the fastest tire changer 
this side of the Mississippi or whatever it was. Like, you know, he's, yeah. yeah, he gets a he gets out of the car and it's like, time. Yeah, yeah. Like four minutes. No more than four minutes. And also, why is this happening so often? Yeah. <laughs> um, I think he mentions that like his old man's tires are barely rubber. That's right. Yeah. That's right. yeah. He says, well, the, the, it's the, like the, passive, the spare, but it's like, why? The spare he takes out is completely smooth. <laughs> yeah, that's not, not a safe tire to drive on. But uh, but then his mom's like, you know what? Go help your dad. And the kid's like so excited. He's like, oh my gosh, go help dad? Like, this was the first yeah. time anyone had suggested that I help my father at anything. And so he's out there and he's like holding, you know, he's got like his dad's like, oh, no, hold it this way. He's like frustrated with him <laughs> a little bit because he's like, because he yep. doesn't know exactly what the dad Because kids are not helpful. The yeah. Kids are really not helpful. Yeah. He doesn't know. I mean, like who would? Yeah. Um, but then like, so he, he drops the nuts in it and uh, and then his dad comes back to do something and he whacks the uh, the hubcap. With the, the, I guess they're nuts, nuts or bolts or whatever the hell they are. Yeah. Um, and they go flying in the air. And, you know, for one, you know, millisecond, I saw them all lit up by all the headlights and then they were gone. Um, he said, oh, fudge. But I didn't <laughs> say fudge. And I was always just like, oh, this is horrible. And I was like, you know, his dad, like, his dad's really the cause of all this. Like, he's kind of a jerk here. Yeah. Yeah. But you see him like smile and laugh about it as as it's happening. He's like, yeah. "Go back in the car. I'm gonna have to tell your mother." <laughs> like, <laughs> that's exactly what what reminded me of that story. Yeah, because like I was in trouble. Yeah, but like everyone yeah. knew it was really funny. <laughs> it's kind of like a rite of passage trouble, yeah. where it's like you can't just yeah. say this stuff. You're gonna get punished for this, but that was pretty funny. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and just the whole process of the mother just like putting the soap in his mouth and stuff. But but my favorite moment of all is when she just kind of like looking at the soap, like I don't know if I should have done this. Like I called his friend's mom, and now that kid's getting beat up. Like this is horrible. You, you can hear the child just like really <laughs> getting thrashed on the other side of that phone. Like oh, mom, what did I do? What did I do? <laughs> she just like looks at the soap. She's like, oh. she tries it. Oh, this is disgusting, and yeah. throws it away. Yeah. It's great. It's great. I love that. That's my favorite scene. Nice. Yeah. That's pretty great. Yeah. Uh, could I, could I throw one more favorite? Yeah, scene? of course. Uh, uh, one honorable mention, I guess would be like the end scene, uh, when he finally gets the gun. Oh yeah. And it's dad being like, did you get everything you wanted for Christmas? Ralph, he's like, eh, almost. He's like, oh, almost. Well, yeah, you know, that's life. I see something over there. What's that behind the, the desk? Yeah. And it's just like the most beautiful dad moment. It's like, yes, this dad has been listening. He does know what his son wants. And then his son gets it. Like, and he, it turns out his dad, not Santa Claus, not the mom, not the teacher, was the one that if he had just gone to, of course he would have given it to him. Yeah. And as a dad, like, I get that. Like, I don't think my kid, like, my kids don't go to me as like the go to, but yeah, I'm going to do something like this on Christmas. Because I'm always listening. I know what they want. And just how excited the dad is that he's opening it. Like, oh, do, you know how to, do you know how to pour the little pellet? Yeah, he keeps, like, keeps trying to like, touch it. And do it. They, they spill everywhere. They spill, ev- like, they spill yeah. everywhere. Oh. Yeah. I, I, as a dad, I just I related to that so much. I was like, yes, that is the experience on Christmas sometimes that I go for. Yeah. 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 I look forward to doing that more as, as well. It's a, it's a really sweet moment because... Um, you know, from the perspective of kids, dads can be really frightening and really terrifying um, at times. You know, we can be gruff and loud and um, yeah, kind of insensitive. And 
Yeah. And we're and we're so much bigger. Yeah, and like we smell so much and bigger. rough. <laughs> yeah. Like our hands are rougher and like yeah. we've got hair everywhere. Ah, there's a lot of hair. <laughs> but sometimes sometimes when you can humanize with a kid like that and you know sometimes sometimes children are around their mothers more often, sometimes around their fathers more often, you know, obviously families are what they are. But sometimes the parent who's not around them more often can seem a little strange, a little scary. And at least for yeah. for me, like that was definitely my dad. And so it was really it was cool seeing that in this movie. It did make me feel it made me feel a certain way I haven't felt in a long time. And it did make me remember like some Christmases talking about like presents that I really wanted. Um, BB gun or otherwise actually was, I was given a pellet gun. I didn't want a pellet gun. Um, but I was given one for Christmas uh, one year. I did not want anything to do with it. And dad was like, here's a pellet gun. I was like, Oh, and he's like, what? You don't want a pellet gun. I was like, I don't know what that is. <laughs> and so he, he enrolled me in uh, in four H um, target shooting with a pellet gun. Um, and got me good at it. Uh, it was fun. I enjoyed it, but it was never something like I really asked for. I really wanted a pistol. Oh, um, like I a real pistol. Uh, yeah. I eventually yeah. got a pellet pistol. That was great. Um, I did eventually get a revolver when I was 18. Um, my dad still technically owns it, but it's, it's mine. And I go home. Um, it's just like a 22, uh, single action revolver that we use for target shooting. It's a ton of fun. Um, I really enjoy that. But like in terms of all timer stuff, all timer stuff. I can remember this one year and it was the dark Knight on DVD. <laughs> I wanted it, I knew it. so yeah. bad. I, we, when we do the dark Knight, which we will be doing sooner rather than later, dear yeah. listener, uh, I'll tell this story in more completion, but suffice to say it was the last present that I opened on Christmas morning. I had wanted this thing so badly. I did not know if I was going to get it. And he hid it until everyone else had opened up all their presents until I had finished mine. And I was kind of coming to terms with the fact that my parents did not listen to me and they didn't give a shit about me. <laughs> and I would have to fend for myself in this cold, cold world with only Batman as my friend. Um, yeah. And he handed it to me in a nice little gift wrap and said, oh, and then this is also for you. And I opened it and it was the door. Um, it came in like a nice little slip case. It was beautiful. Um, it's one of, I, I still have it actually. It's one of my most treasured possessions actually. Um, but that was, that was the big thing. That was the big, big one. How about you guys? What, what's like, what's like a big, a big one that you got or one that you didn't get? A big one for me was uh, a Nintendo Wii. Nice. Right. So we didn't have a lot, like we had a PC and I played some PC games and I had like, uh, like some Game Boy, like handheld consoles. Uh, Nintendo consoles or whatever, and that that's just not the same. Um, as a big old console that you can play on a giant TV screen in front of your family, and that's where all the new games are coming out on. You right. know, that's where everything important really happens in the video game world. And that's what I always wanted to be a part of. And I, yeah, we hadn't really had one. I think my older brothers had like a Super Nintendo, but that was obviously way past that time. <laughs> like, you know, I wanted to be up to date. And my mom just always said the same thing. Oh, it's instead of like you'll shoot your eye out. It was always like, ah, oh, it's too much money. Yeah, right. It's, it, and to be fair, they are they they cost like just imagining getting this for my kids. It's like 
I don't know, like what two fifty? That was two fifty plus like fifty bucks per new game. Yeah, that is horrendous. That's expensive. Plus, like more for the controller. Like I can only, I can only afford my own gaming. Uh, I can't (laughs) afford my kids' gaming. Like what in the world? (laughs) When they grow up, they'll be able to get their own video games. Exactly. exactly. Like I I start working at like eight or whatever. Like that's when kids start working. That's when they start getting. Yeah. 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 I th- that was the mantra, and it was always true. And it's always like, yeah, I guess. So, like, I mentioned that I wanted it, never ever expected to have it. But this was like a joint present with me and my little brother, and it was a small, strange box. And I genuinely had no idea what it That's was. Awesome. Open it up together, and it's a Nintendo Wii. It was like the best Christmas ever. It's like, okay, we get to we get to play like Mario Kart and the new Super Smash Brothers Brawl together. This is this is amazing. And then <laughs> my dad tries to set it up, and he he was standing way too close to the motion sensor, so like he couldn't figure out like where the where the little hand icon where the cursor was <laughs> on the screen. It's like I think he actually like threw it down in anger and frustration. <laughs> <laughs> and then like me and my little brother looked at each other. We both knew what the problem was, but we couldn't say it. Yeah. So we just kind of like quietly walked up grabbed it like, <laughs> i know how to do the, this hit the a button yeah <laughs> and then later he comes out it's just like oh you got it huh and we're like yeah he's like all right <laughs> and then he went and ate <laughs> my job here is done yeah amazing yep yeah nintendo wii that's my answer so i'm trying to remember if this was a christmas present or a birthday present i honestly don't remember i have a hard time with that too um yeah but I, I mean, it was the best present that I ever got was my guitar, um, my mm. acoustic guitar that I still have to this day. Nice. Um, in that uh, I didn't really expect to get it. We had a classical guitar that was my mom's from the 70s. It's got a beautiful sound to it. Um, and I think I, it was like my 16th birthday or something. I uh, I opened I, I opened up. Well, I mean, like she pulled it out. It was either my again. I don't remember if it was my birthday or, or Christmas. But I remember her pulling it out sort of at the end of the festivities and being like, oh, there's another present for you. Because, you know, you can't wrap that up and make it a surprise. If you put it out there, you know what it is. Yeah, yeah. Um, And it was just this beautiful acoustic electric guitar. um, Oh, wow. That I could plug in as well. Yeah, yeah. And she she really did not want me to have an electric guitar at all. But she was like, what was that? Neither did my mom. Yeah. But she was like, you know what? I'll make... I'll, I'll make a compromise here. You can get an acoustic electric. And that was just, it was, it was a really, really big deal that she did that. And I still play that guitar like on the, on a daily basis. It was a nice guitar. Nice. Uh, is a nice guitar. Um, and uh, that was everything that I ever wanted. Um, I knew that if I had it, all the girls would fall in love with me, um, that I would become a rock God and, uh, you know, all my dreams would come true. And they really have. How many times did you have to play Wonderwall for that to happen? Too many. I just want to know, like, how to spell. So many times. It was so great. It was like we would bring our guitars to, stu- to school, like me and a couple of my friends. And, man, we would just sit around at school playing playing music all day long. Everybody loved it. Everybody did. Love it. <laughs> like, they loved yeah. it when we played Wonderwall all the time. <laughs> Um, and everyone and loved everybody it. And everybody, loved everybody, everybody really loved Wonderwall. Everyone loves Wonderwall. They they also really loved. Um, uh, Did you do I'll follow you into the dark? Uh, oh yeah. Well yeah. Jumper's okay. good. Ju- uh, I will follow you into the dark. That was actually like that was that was my song. 
Oh. I was the only one who owned it. <laughs> it was like new when I got my guitar. Oh, and, oh. and I'll tell you, man, like there were some girls who looked at me different. I'm like, sure they whoa, did. Whoa, wait, that guy, that guy, that guy, man, he, yeah. he'll he'll die with me. He'll follow <laughs> me into the dark. He'll commit yeah. suicide after <laughs> I die. Real Romeo and Juliet. Did you learn "Hey There, Delilah" before oh, it came super oh, popular? Hey there, Delilah. No, that that was for the posers. Yeah. Eh? No. No. No way. No <laughs> although, way. although honestly, if you if you'd done that, you might have ascended to a new level of pop stardom. Yeah. Maybe every girl I knew loved "Hey There, Delilah." Yeah. 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 At that point, you would get credit even for playing that on the Ox. Uh, honestly, like though, at this point, at, at the at the time that came out, I was way beyond wanting caring what the girls thought. I was mm. about music, artistry, and artistic integrity. Yeah, that makes sense. As, uh, and as I am to this day, I know, yeah. I know. Yeah. Um, yeah, I once got major cred for being able to sing along to every word um, on a car ride in, a, in, a, in like a big like fifteen passenger van. It was with my speech and debate club um <laughs> it's, it's getting worse all the time uh in my speech and debate club uh more than half of which was uh women um who were very attractive and who did not like me very much because i was loud but i did get a round of applause because i knew every word to tim mcgraw wow. by taylor swift and i could sing that That's whole incredible. thing it was my version of having a guitar of, of being able to play that it's the weirdest things what we did in high school i don't yeah. understand it but if i yeah. saw me now i would punch him in the face yep same same here <laughs> for me yeah and, and you and yeah we'd just punch yeah. each other yeah um so that is that one that's like a grown-up thing and like i honestly nothing's ever gonna meet that like i still play that guitar that's amazing i still have this yeah. thing that my mother gave to me because she loved me and listened to me and wanted to make a compromise and I still have it. It's amazing. I have the Dark Knight DVD. Over yeah, there. yeah, yeah. It's incredible. Um, but then also, I have the Wii. Have the Wii, and you still have the Wii. But, but my son has stuffed a bunch of quarters <laughs> and pennies into it. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so, so it doesn't do anything anymore. So wait. So this just joins the tower of dead electronics that you have in your house. Yeah. Well, so far, I still have it. It's it's still out in the living room, to be honest. I need to, I just found out I need to, like the special tri screwdriver. Oh, yeah, that yeah. I just don't have. Yeah. And then I'll be able to open it up. I'll probably, and then, I don't know. Pray to God that it works. Something After happens. I take those quarters out. Yeah. Kids are great. Uh, I, I, I want to add one, one other present that I got, though. And this was um, when, uh, when my dad was still alive. He, took just the the greatest joy out of getting us Playmobil. Um, did you guys ever have Playmobil? They were like these German toys. Yeah. They were like, they was kind of like Legos, yeah, yeah, but, yeah. but less Lego-y and yeah. more like people-y, more doll-y. I do remember this, yes, yes, um, yes. And uh, so... Oh, yeah. One, Sorry, I just Googled what they were. Like, I knew I'd heard that name. Yeah. One Christmas, they got us the uh, the pirate ship. And I guess mm. he had stayed up all night putting this pirate ship together. Oh, wow. Like, all night long putting it together. Because these were not easy things to assemble. Yeah. And I just remember coming down the stairs in the morning to, like, Jingle Bells. Like, the Bing Crosby Jingle Bells. Like, they listened to in... as uh, playing in this movie. Um, yeah. And, like, coming down to seeing that. Like, the this Playmobil pirate ship that was just incredible. And that was... That was a really cool... Christmas. Do all right. Um actually I just sorry, I just remembered another yeah. one. Yeah. 
you know, this is actually such a big deal. And I can't believe I haven't thought about this in years, but like they got me, my parents got me like a giant, like kids swing set with like the fancy swings oh, yeah. on it. And then like a big old slide. And then like, I, I, I can't remember. It was amazing and huge at the time. Uh, but they like totally shocked me because it wasn't there on Christmas Eve. And it was there on Christmas because my dad and my older, uh, I think two my two older brothers had stayed up assembling it all in the dark. Oh my gosh. In the dark, yeah. That's it gets awesome. cold where your house is too. Holy cow. Yeah. Yeah, so I that was really uncomfortable, but it was like the most shocking present I think I've ever gotten. Because like, because what they said was Santa brought it, and I believed, oh, I believed yeah. that wholeheartedly. I was just like Santa. Wait, what a G! He, <laughs> he, what did he just? He he goes down chimneys. He doesn't just drop things off in the backyard. <laughs> like I know how Santa works. Like, did he have this in the bag? How did he put this together? How did it, get like, here? it was mind blowing to me. Yeah, that's so and then, cool. like later. And then later, my my dad would be talking about like, yeah, those were a real pain to us. <laughs> it's like, wait, what do you mean? I thought Santa, Santa did, did that. Santa. <laughs> Shut up, uh, he helped him out. <laughs> you know, <laughs> stop listening to everything I say. So exactly, yeah. Although those are great. I, anyway. I, I will definitely have uh, some more present stories. I think at at uh at a different time yeah a lot of stories there but yeah i guess like jesse you have down here because i think it's related to this question uh what is the modern day red rider bolt action oh, yeah. rifle could you could you clarify this question yeah like like ralphie is obsessed with with getting this present and it seems like a bunch of kids are probably obsessed with that one thing too For sure you know and and we go through phases of things like I think maybe when I was like ten or twelve, like airsoft guns were all the rage. Like I yeah. think at least in my in my friend group, everybody wanted one. Airsofting was a huge thing. I don't think that's a thing anymore. No, I don't no, hear that's, anybody that's doing people it. our age doing that still. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think paintballing is still a thing. Oh, yeah. That is still managed to be around. Airsofting has kind of died out. You know, so there are things that come up in time and become like the the craze. Yeah. Do you guys have any sense what that is? A PS5. You know what? Yeah. Yeah. It's it's, <laughs> it still, Roblox. it's still so hard to get. Roblox. Roblox? <laughs> I'm not kidding. I don't really know what it is, but it's what it's, Roblox? Yeah, and it's a video game. Minecraft? Yeah, it's a it's, bit, it's Minecraft. It, no, Roblox is no. another game from Minecraft. Okay. Yeah. And the kid the kids are playing it. Are they playing? Oh my god! Yeah, feeling like an idiot. Um, I don't know. If it's Roblox on the are. I think it's on the computer. I, I don't think it's. It's not Minecraft. It's like a bunch of other. It's like an open. I actually don't know Roblox. I've seen it played. <laughs> Feel. I've seen. I used to see it played by by some of my older students some years ago. They were really into it. But it was like a bunch of mini games. It's like the floor would turn to lava and stuff like that. Okay. And jump around. And it was like it was like tournament fashion. But I, I couldn't even tell if that was the way the game was supposed to be played. Or if that was just one game within the game that was being played. Sure. It's a game platform. I, oh. So, it allows but, users to program games and play them play games created by other users. So, so I like think the, there's like, like the Minecraft popular version okay, of yeah. games. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think so. But... 
I'm still you really part think that's. I don't know. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't, so, maybe so, it is, but like, are, are, are I know. Like I know a Animal couple Crossing of, right now. Isn't that the huge thing? I think that that's all over. I don't think point. it's. Over. I don't know. I honestly have no idea. Did you say Animal Crossing? Yeah, I thought Animal Crossing was like still a big deal. Thing. Is yeah. it still big? I mean, it's deal. not as big as it was during like the be- the beginning of lockdown. Yeah, that was when like it exploded. Yeah. The adults aren't playing it. Well, no, anymore. you know, you know, what just dropped Halo Infinite. Just dropped. That's and true. And then Call Halo of Duty. Oh, was yeah. it Vanguard? Is that? The but one? I mean, okay, okay, but these are these are like specific video games. Yeah. Like, okay, so so PS fives. That's huge. Yes. Like kids want PS fives. Yeah. Is there like any non video game thing? I honestly like, are they don't know. Into Nerf guns. I remember Nerf guns I were big know. for a while. And Nerf guns are still a thing, but they're like the same as they always yeah, were. Yeah, but basically the same appeal. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully they're a little better designed. I'm actually going to get some soon. Um, I got my daughter really into a rubber band gun. Oh, nice. Um, Dude, those oh, okay. are cool. Yeah, they're rad. Yeah, my my three-year-old son just got one for his birthday. Uh, you know, past guest Letney gave it to him. <laughs> Thanks, Letney. <laughs> having, a, having a blast, but he can't pull it back by himself. Oh. That's the one issue. Like, they're, he's too young for that to happen. I hate so kids' like, toys a that little kids bit more can't play with by themselves. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it does say, like, eight and up. So, to the box's credit, they weren't designed for three-year-olds. But, like, they should be. Yeah. I, um... Like, I don't even have a sense of this when I was a kid. Because when I was a kid, I grew up in a, in a pretty rural place. Right, yeah. And basically everyone there was just about guns and hunting. So, like, every birthday was just either a birthday closer to when you could get a gun or was another birthday where you got a gun. And I obviously was not really a part of that. I I, I never really got into hunting. I never really – I liked target shooting. Mm-hmm. Um, that was always really fun for me. Mm-hmm. I was involved competitively in that for a few years. But generally, no. And so I didn't yeah. ever have a sense of what kids were into – Except like it was hunting and then the girls were really into the new phones because that was like when the Motorola Razor. Oh, the you know, Razor. Uh, yeah. You could play music on it. That was a really big deal. That was like a high watermark of society. Yeah. You know? and someone would the pull out like phone. a bedazzled Razor. You're like, holy shit. <laughs> um, that's all that I really, really spent money on that thing. Yeah. <laughs> and then stayed up all night putting stuff on it. Um, but yeah, no, it just, just now for me, all I can see is a I mean, I'm still, I still want a PS5. Like, I'm still out here going yeah. like, I'm not staying up till midnight for the Best Buy drop. Okay. <laughs> uh, sounds miserable. Yeah. How come you haven't gotten one yet? How is this, how is it still the case that PS5s are sold out everywhere? This is really infuriating me. I want you to get one. I know, I know, I know why. Uh, no, it's, it's really because uh, I think that there's obviously supply chain shortages, but there's also, I mean, we're, we're coming up on, shortages on the materials needed to make chips which is really scary it's really frightening i don't like this future we need to find some other way around that um this got scary and dark i don't like this recycle them yeah i know stop throwing them away no no electronics are actually like recycled once like people can do amazing things if they actually like siphon electronics where they should go to like to be reused but they never are they're just chucked and then uh yeah and people throw perfectly, like most things in your phone, even if your phone is not working, still work. Yeah. So it's just like perfectly usable parts just gone. Yeah. And Jesse, sometimes like software issues. What should I do with all, like I have never thrown away a phone. I have all the phones that m- me and my wife have ever had. There's like, you could, there, there are electronic recycling centers. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Those do exist. You're, I'm, you're asking the wrong guy. I have the Tower of Electronics. Yeah. Remember? <laughs> yeah. 
See, I keep my shit around in case I ever need it, which is a terrible way to be. Yeah, electronic recycling center sounds like I'm giving something to someone and I'm never going to have it back again. Yes. I, I don't want to do that. Well, you can continue having it, and okay. then eventually the batteries yeah. will leak all over, and then they'll be completely unusable. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Uh, no. Um, Interesting trade here. It is. You gotta, get, you gotta get rid of them at some point. Listen, at some point, you have to let go of that one phone that has that one text from that one girl that said the nice thing. <laughs> no, I was able to. I figured out how to like port everything over, and also that girl is my wife. I'm so glad that you, <laughs> that you both have like this, this the weight of time around your necks. <laughs> You know, I don't. I just have the weight of just random shit on That's my neck. Because, like, I have these photos, and, like, I'm never going to read that stuff again, and I know it, and I'll be fine if they're going away, but, like, I don't know what to do with it, so I'm going to keep it right there. I think that, I think what I did once in a, in a rash decision, I think I, I stuck all my phones on, like, an industrial battery, at one uh, industrial magnet at one point. I was like, nope, I never want to have to look back at this and be That's embarrassed fun. by anything I said. And I did it, and I did it, and like I walked away, and I was like, gonna totally regret that later, and I did, but now I can't go back, so. See, I keep them because I have, like, this idea of myself as figuring out a way to turn them into, like, smart devices in my home. I've never done that. I don't know how to do that. I don't know will. why I think I'm going to, but will. that's why I have them it's a, it's a sweet. It's a sweet image. It would be cool if I was that person. Sick. But instead, if... At some point, you know, you're 40, 50 years old. Maybe say, like, uh, the police need to come to your house for some reason. They're going to arrest you because you look like a domestic terrorist. <laughs> I mean, that's going to be everybody. Like, everyone's going to have, like, 50 old phones that sort of work in their house. This is true. Just in case. Yeah, just in case. Um, okay. Uh, this is going far afield. Yeah, we're, we're a little bit over. Yeah. What are we talking well, about You know here? what? It's totally fine because that's the way this movie yeah. is. This movie wants us to have these sorts of conversations. <laughs> That's what it's here for. It's true. Yeah. Uh, maybe so. Here we are. Maybe you want to well, ask your I think next two this questions. This is the spirit. Uh, next two questions. Uh, Phrase them how you wish them to be phrased. Oh, okay. So one thing that one thing that I've been struck with is I have related to these parents more over the years. Oh, man, I don't even know how to ask this question, but like, I, I'm. Sometimes I wonder about about these parents because, you know, we've uh, I don't think we've really talked about this on the podcast, but normally there's some stereotypical parental figures that we have. We have like the controlling mom and then we have like the, the kind of stupid dad yeah. who's just kind of like going along with everything. They're sitcom. A Homer is what I call yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, what, what do you guys think about sitcom parents in particular and um, with and kind of labeling the parents in this movie as sitcom parents. Are they that way? Are they blandly stereotypical? Is there something more? I think I think they go a little bit further than sitcom parents. Like they definitely at times do feel that way, but I sometimes feel that way as as myself. Sometimes the things that come out of my mouth, yeah. I go, "Oh, that was embarrassing. I can't believe my writer should be fired." <laughs> uh, but I think at, at a, a lot of moments they do get close to a real humanity that I, I find pretty compelling. I, actually a lot different than say, um, you know, Kevin's dad from home alone, you know, Kevin's dad is a pretty nothing. Yeah. Dad. Yeah. Uh, he seems really checked out and not really even all that concerned that they left a dang kid. Yeah. Unlike Kevin's mom who, you know, <laughs> feels very real. And I think that a lot of, uh, the stuff that we were raised with is, is a lot of it is, it comes from people who, who do have some dad issues and who connect a lot more with their mothers. Um, as they were growing up through circumstances or whatever, I think a lot of our creative mm. uh, stuff that we're shown is from people like that. And 
I think that skews it towards one direction. But sitcom parents, I really despise them. Uh, they really annoy me. I, I hate when a show where the, where yeah. the parents are so pat. And I also hate a show, speaking of someone that's involved in this movie who's involved in a show, um, Peter Billingsley is the producer on F is for Family. I've watched several episodes of F is for Family because I think Bill Burr is really funny. And that show makes me so sad. That show makes me depressed, like to my bones, because it is in going for a real life look at parents and the jokes about that, that just makes me sick because that's not how families should be. And I know the point of the show is like, see how the damaged family functions anyway, but it still makes me ill. Uh, I don't want, yeah. I don't want to have that kind of stuff in my life. So I would rather have Pat comfortable stuff than like the really probing comedy. And I, like, isn't it sad what you have to do as a parent? Like, I, I don't need reminded of that. <laughs> That's my life. Well, unless we're talking about Rick and Morty. Yeah. And Rick and Morty, though, I mean, they all suck. Because Beth and Jerry suck. <laughs> are so terrible. And they're the ultimate sitcom. Yeah. She is like the strongest woman. He is like just the... <laughs> Do you remember that episode where he literally becomes this like, like, yeah. with the, like showing his butt with yeah. the, like the jiggly butt? Yeah. <laughs> They're codependent. Yeah, and she's yeah. and she's like a really evil like alien. Yeah, yeah. I do like I yeah. like that because it's so extreme. Like you can you can get something out of that universal, right? It's more more making fun of like the trope than it is maybe anything real. Yeah, but it always relates oh, back yeah. to reality. Yeah, right. Um, it. Even though yeah. they are extreme characters, it does ground their humanity, which makes it enjoyable to watch, right? Yeah. And not just throw away. Um, but, yes, yeah. yeah. Uh, as far as these characters, these yeah. these feel like people. The, yeah. this, this old, the old man and the mom from A Christmas Story feel like people. Yeah, I, I found myself... Yeah, I, I, okay. I agree with that. And I found myself also, like, um, relating to them more and to, I don't know, seeing it from their perspective. And it felt kind of like an insight into how my kids are viewing me and my wife. Yeah. Hope, you know, like I don't, yeah. I don't think either of us are, are exactly like either of these people. Um, but I mean, I like, I like stomp into the house after my day at work <laughs> and it's like, Hey, how are you doing kids? How's the family doing? What's new today? Yeah. You know, like I'm reading my book, like, Oh, and they, they just like, <laughs> This guy, you know, my dad is this. My dad is the biggest. My dad is the wildest. My dad yeah. is the whatever. Um, like that's a, a really, I don't know, really interesting insight that this movie gave me that I didn't really expect. Like in my memory, this is just a fun movie that's a memory of my childhood. But now it's kind of giving me an insight into, I think, how my kids are seeing me. I need to shape cool. up. Yeah. yeah. I mean, like yeah. I'm not, you know, cussing out the the heater. I did that just last week. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Honestly, when I was thinking of Vito a lot, yeah. every time the dad came up, I was like wrestling the heaters. Like, I know that's Vito. Yeah. I, I, I was wrestling with the heater last weekend. Uh, it was a long process. It was arduous. There was a lot of cursing. My daughter was around for some yeah. of that. I'm not sure how much uh, or at which point when I said certain things, but definitely for yeah. parts she maybe shouldn't have been. Yeah. You know, I, all right, I, uh, I kind of grew up thinking that these people were more stereotypical, yeah. uh, sitcom people. Like, that's how I always viewed them as a kid. But now I'm like, oh no, they're, I relate to these guys so much. Like, the way he gets excited when something breaks around the house, like, I don't, I don't get, ex like, for me, it's like very particular things. Like, uh, I don't know. 
honestly, it depends on my mood, but sometimes I just get like really amped that something is wrong. Like, all right, I gotta go fix this thing. <laughs> like when he's just like, um, like sitting around doing the dishes and then it starts making a noise. He's like, ah, it's a clinker. <laughs> and he's like, he's happy. Like he is. Stoked. Yeah. He's really yeah. happy. Yeah. He's been looking for that. And that is, that's sometimes that's how I get it. It's just like, all right, I've been noticing that thing that's been happening with the freezer where the ice maker's been making that noise. I'm going to be in the lookout. Oh, there it is. And then you're like, all right, what's the issue? I'm going to go figure like, this out. Yeah. It's like you got something to do. Yeah. There's something to do for the next yeah. couple days. And that is how we slowly, very slowly <laughs> turn into our fathers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, that's how it happens sometimes. So if I were to but, give uh, you, Jesse, um, yeah. a major award for being, <laughs> for being the dad fixer, what would you do? Well, no, as far as, far as mind powers, I have mind, mind powers. powers. I'm sorry. So <laughs> if you joined Mensa <laughs> and you scored astronomically and you were sent a major award, what would you do? Well, what would I do with the award? Actually, what is the question here? Isn't it Mike's question? What would you do if you won a major award is the question. Yeah. Could you explain the question? Oh, would, would you, what would, what would would you, you put it in do? your window? I mean, a major award. Are we talking about a leg that lamp? was a leg lamp? Oh, there it is. <laughs> if you got a leg lamp as a major award, what would you do? I found myself thinking about that a lot. Like, would I have? Would my blinders be on so much that I wouldn't be like, "This is not offensive? something." Like, this is offensive to my wife and the whole world. You, you know what, Mike? As as and Jesse, you know, you you've all been down here in my in my basement uh, recording studio, my my lair, as yeah. it were. And if I had won a major award that was a leg lamp. It would be uh, probably right here on this table. Yeah, right? <laughs> it would be like, down here. Yeah, <laughs> but even that Personally, would be. I don't know. Yeah. Personally, I I really wouldn't care. <laughs> I would laugh really hard funny. <laughs> if I got sent a like. It would be great. <laughs> like, how absurd is that? I don't understand it. Like, it's it's yeah, so specific. I, you know, there's a real story behind there. But like, I just I don't know what it is or what it could possibly be explained as. Yeah. <laughs> Well, no. So there was like this thing in the paper. Like, did you no, did no, you no. catch it? There's a thing that no, no, he like sends in a for the writer of the movie. Oh, yeah. It's such a bizarrely specific thing <laughs> to put in the movie. It must be real. Yeah. Like, I don't think you could just think that up. It was, someone well, must have gotten a leg lamp yeah. at a major award. You know, yeah. I this movie is the guy narrating it. I think he's the one who the story is based on. He wrote it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I don't just think he wrote it. He wrote memoirs. Oh, okay. Oh, really? And then the movie is based on his memoirs, and he's narrating. So that's this why one, I, and it's two sequels? There's two sequels? I think the two, there, are two there are two sequels. I think they're terrible. I don't know. I've never seen them or cared about seeing whatever a sequel to this might even look there's like. There's a Christmas story, care. too, and then there's like one called like An Afternoon or something. Huh. Yeah. I have no desire to see them. This is this is great. This is a one-off. Like, yeah. it's not... It doesn't need anything else. This guy sounds like... This yeah. guy sounds like uh, um, the... Um, he sometimes sounds like Bob Saget. Yeah. Like when, there's moments watching this where I'm like, man, How I Met Your Mother really took a lot from this movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, I'm I'm going down a rabbit hole now, seeing if the leg lamp is a real thing. Mike, are you on tenterhooks? I am on tenterhooks. Uh, it's it sounds like it was, huh? Uh, the design, uh, yeah. So the leg lamp first described in 1960. In 1966, in Shepard's novel, In God We Trust, All Others Pay Cash, under the short story title, My Old Man, and this 
uh, and the special award that heralded the birth of pop art. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. So I, I don't know. I guess it's a real thing unless he made it up. And that's possible. You know what? I've only ever heard from the internet that a Christmas story is true. And I don't, I don't always trust the internet. So who knows? Yeah. It could just be one of those things that, you know, is taken off on a, a, a second life, life of its own. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say that I think it's real and that I bet it's sitting somewhere in uh, some living room in Indiana right now. Probably. <laughs> I, well, I'm sure like at least because of this movie, there's a million like lamps oh, yeah. sitting around in people's basements and living rooms and windows. I mean, as we were just looking on the on the Wikipedia page for this, the last Blu-ray release of this uh, came with a string of leg Christmas lights. Yeah, there you go. There you go. So if you are a connoisseur of leg lamps, there that's how you get them. I guess multiple leg okay. lamps. Multiple leg lamps. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, I, I have to ask then: uh, Is this a dad movie? Yes, this is a dad oh, movie. Absolutely, it's a dad movie. It's. I think I've already. Yeah, yeah. It, it's yeah. it's hilarious. Like this is fun, and it kind of grows with you. Like surprisingly, grows with you. I didn't expect that. Yeah. Like sitting down to watch this, that I would be like actually get something out of it, mm-hmm. but I did. Um, and it is, uh, it's a family movie that you can sit down with your whole family to watch. It's something that you can throw on and fall asleep to. I think it's a dad movie all around. Um, yeah. And I think it's something like, yeah, yeah. Is it all around? What about you, Jesse? Uh, basically everything you just said, I agree with all of that. And I'll, I'll also add that, like, this is a real dad that we're seeing. Yeah. And I appreciate that. He's not, he's not just just a stupid dad he can be kind of stupid sometimes he can be yeah he can be a real idiot like remember when he i just i I don't think i've ever paid attention to this but when he says that like the green lights are out and it's the blue lights and then after he turns them on he's just like oh yeah see the green ones oh yeah oh my gosh that scene is i love his relationship with electricity like that is just terrifying but also as I add more extension cords to my house, I'm realizing I'm just realizing I'm a lot more like this guy than I ever thought I would. What, what, is, what does he say? He got the yeah. fuses by the gross. Yeah. <laughs> and the kids, like from the kids' perspective, he's like, "This guy knows what he's doing," and it's like, "This guy doesn't know he has no what clips. he's doing." <laughs> yeah, and he he doesn't, but uh, but you know, he's clearly he's clearly out there providing for his family. Oh, yeah. And he's uh, and he he gives a shit about his kids. He really does. It comes out in like more subtle ways than even they can comprehend or I comprehended when I was younger. Uh, but I can look at it now and say like, yeah, he really does care. And uh, yeah, I like that sort of subtle depth in uh in kind of a, a screwball comedy with the dad in it. Yeah. No, that's that that's yeah. really nice, and I want to thank you guys. For... Do, do you want? Just do you do you want your kids to uh, to think of you with this movie? Is this like that? That's another that's another like criteria where. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I'm pretty like sure I associate do. this movie with you. Like, oh my gosh, Dad! Like he loved uh, he loved a Christmas story, I'm, or he loves a Christmas. I'm going to be saying these lines around them no matter yeah. what for the next like twenty years. Yeah. So. I, I'd like them to know where they come from. So yeah, yeah, I want them to associate it with me. That's good. That's good. I was gonna say thank you for showing this to me, but now I'm not gonna say that. Oh yeah, sorry. Thank I, you, I, Jesse. <laughs> thank you, Jesse, for yeah. solely suggesting this and showing it to me. It's very sweet of you. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. I guess you're here. 
No. <laughs> thank you guys yeah. so much. This is really fun. Um, thank you for making me watch this. I really appreciate it. This is a good time. Wait, but you didn't answer if it was a dad. It's a dad movie. Okay. Yeah, I'm not going to stand right. in the way of progress. All right. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, it, I would be bulldozed anyway. Uh, no, I, I don't. I don't, it's not very personal to me, but then again, this is my first time seeing it. And uh, I didn't see it with the family. I didn't see it with the group. I saw it by myself. Yeah. Late at night. Just late too. Jeez. Um, but, you know, maybe next year. Maybe next year when the time comes around, it'll it'll be a bigger deal for me. I was just happy to be a part of it finally. Since it's nice to like cross yeah. it off the list. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. But Way to join the Christmas story. Yeah. I joined it. I joined it. And... Uh, that's kind of what the holidays are all about anyway. Everyone coming together. So thank you guys for opening your hearts and showing me this. Thank you for opening your heart and being shown this. You're welcome. Thank you for showing me your leg lamp. It was weird. <laughs> it was weird, but we got through it. I'll show you my leg lamp every day. <laughs> <laughs> um, but for all of us at Not Your Father's Movies, I'm Vito. I'm Mike. I'm Jesse. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. <laughs>